Yep. So let's start uh, with the stories directly. Apparently, Indians are getting divorced a lot these days. Yes. Okay. The number has uh, risen due to apparently, you know, people are saying that it is because of the new affluence. A lot of people are earning a lot more money, and then they are becoming, you know, independent and. Yeah. You know. You know. There's a joke. Uh, when two people decide to get a divorce, it isn't a sign that they don't understand one another. but a sign that they have at last begun to <laughs> it's not going to work <laughs> so finally think, uh, yeah but on a serious note uh, compared to what uh, almost a decade ago the divorce rates have tripled in places like bangalore and in mumbai and the reason that most of the newspapers and the divorce lawyers say is that women are being more empowered and uh, they can choose their partners uh, at will now uh, unlike a, a few years ago but i i was surprised with the numbers okay i there were only 4000 people who got divorced in mumbai in 2007 that's it i think nahi yaar wo it might not have gone on record i don't know it can't happen dude 4000 yeah, there like 18 million people living in uh, mumbai usme the 4000 but there was this there was this other study done by two indian demographers i didn't know you know people did that uh, uh-huh. mr ajay kumar singh and rk sinha who said that uh, mumbai has a divorce rate of 7% of marriages you know failing basically which is roughly on par with all the big cities uh, in the world oh okay so yeah but you know what i believed this story until i read this particular paragraph it says secondshaadi.com an online matchmaking service for indian divorces debuted last year and uh, you know how it is doing well and how you know these guys expected a lot of large cities all all their applications to come from large cities but they are coming from small towns as well and that's when i thought this is a this is a pr article you know this i don't know, i i don't know if i trust the numbers in this anymore i know but then it's a brilliant concept isn't it now uh, the ones who want to marry for the second time there is a website dedicated to them now we have a website called uh, what shaadi.com for the first timers possibly yeah. we have desimartini.com for uh, dating as such in india in mumbai oh really desimartini yeah. yes yes that's are what i heard are you on it what's your profile id <laughs> uh, well coming to the point shaadi.com <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's it's brilliant there are a good i mean uh, so we can safely conclude that there are much more than 4000 uh, divorces in mumbai but you know yeah. what i think since we are talking about this matrimonial uh, you know sites Uh, i wish there was a portal which took care of you know uh, people who had disabilities a matchmaking service for people with disabilities for example um, right. someone with with polio affected or something like that i think there's a huge market there for that yep yep possible very much but yeah so do you still believe in the numbers 
No, I don't. Now I don't because uh, you cannot have a website catering to four thousand people, right? Right, exactly, I'm, right. Yep, and you know what? I mean, traditionally Indian marriages have very little to do with romance. Now, of course, yours was a very pleasant exception, etc. Uh, and uh, not not in the twenty first century, but had you been uh, married say ten years ago, it would have been an exception. Right. Uh, love marriage, possibly, and there are many listeners who would uh, agree to that. They have done that uh, initially <laughs> in our, our earlier podcast. But I read an article in the National Geographic magazine. It says that in India, 76% of uh, the youth believes that marriage is too important a decision to be left to chance or to love. Now, this was in 1998. Huh. I'm sure. Abhi, tar aag mein change ho gaya rahega bahut kuch. But uh, so it's ironical that they think that love is a chance, and it's uh, well, you don't you don't take that chance. Yeah, I sort of, you know, at some level I agree with it. I'm probably going to get hammered for this, but at some level I agree with this that it is a chance and marriage is sort of a very big thing and you never know which way it will go until you are in it, you know. Mm. Ah, well, on that, you know, sort of serious note, let's move on to the next one. Abhishek, do you know how to speak Shuddha Hindi? Well, if uh, I stop watching Russell Peters performing his uh, stand up comedy acts and uh, on hindi etc then yeah, i think i can manage well then you have a chance to go to the united states because they are looking for teachers who can teach their kids hindi aha uh-huh. well apparently hindi is the new mandarin mandarin basically is the chinese language if you don't know yeah. and now it is hindi hindi yes arabic and hindi are the two languages that the bush administration feels that uh, the future lies in so Uh, you know I think learn. they I think they want people for the wrong reasons though. They don't want to learn Hindi to you know to do business or to understand those people better or just have an additional language in their repertoire. They are Bush is getting people to teach Hindi to because of security reasons, you know. And and I say that because pre- he said that during a national security language initiative in New York. Oh. So I don't know if the motives of learning Hindi and Arabic and all those other languages are you know rightly placed. Oh no, I think you re- re- need interpreters uh, and all that for well what for what for to to transcode what is being said by prospective oh, so, terrorists. Yeah, I mean it's a very fair argument from the American side with the kind of things that have been happening. Terrorists are not going to talk Shuddh Hindi. Come on, man. This can't be the only reason. Of course not. So, apparently, they are saying they want to. They want their kids to learn it at a young age so that they can grasp it better and all those things. We'll we'll put the entire uh, article link in the in the show notes. So check it out and you can, you know, form your own judgments. But that is what I feel, dude. So because uh, what they are going to do is see there is a website called uh, uh, Tutor Vista. If you uh, yeah, yeah, been there, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's got twenty four seven teachers for students in the US. and uh, they they teach i believe apart from math and science they also teach gujarati and hindi yeah. so this students who who possibly are nris and don't have enough uh, good uh, english or hindi schools out there or hindi can't be taught to them in the way it would have been in india so it becomes a good medium for them to learn hindi for indians abroad and we know that one out of seven people living abroad are indians so it opens up a big market so it need not only be for americans and the that's people true. living okay. that's true that's true you know what one of my cousins who is living in the states sends his uh, kid to learn marathi to hmm? one of these local teachers and and she obviously is a housewife and is teaching students marathi she has got like 
five kids who come to her to learn Marathi, and she makes fifty dollars an hour, quite a lot of money. And I think I believe these uh, people who have interviewed for the position of Hindi teachers will also be paid up to a lakh of rupees per month, and they hail from. a uh, villages uh, which are very non descript so it becomes a very good income earning opportunity for them yeah, yeah you have to have an emed uh, degree though oh okay ha sala tum khali rokde ke bare mein padha degree ke bare mein padha nahi acha acha well talking about rokda let's move on to the sixth pay commission report that was submitted to chidambaram our finance minister and while doing this uh, mr shri krishna is he a justice Yes, Justice B N Sri Krishna. Okay. He while submitting his six uh, pay commission report, uh, he said that he is going to piss off a lot of people because he has not given a lot of people raises. It's not going to be welcome. But yep. he 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 also says that a judgment which displeases everybody is probably or most probably a good judgment. Mm. I like this <laughs> thing. I like the way he thinks. I mean, he is uh, recommended an average pay hike of forty percent for the government employees. So basically, six pay commission is. Uh, was set up uh, it's a commission which goes back to 1956 where it deals with the income for government employees and uh, the employees feel that uh, they should get up at least up to 100% hike because this is the first time that the government is contemplating on increasing after say 20 odd years yeah and, and 6 million employees that, yeah that's a huge number dude and they they are doing quite a lot of business as well now we should also tell them that when we say government employees we we are also counting the people involved with the public sector units right 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 so people employed in ongc they come under public sector employees yep there is a very interesting table on readif.com which uh, shows you the public versus private salary disparity now uh, they have they have listed salaries of the chairmen and mds of various companies so just to quickly give you a few Larsen and Tubro ka chairman and md am night gets 5.85 crores as his gross salary and bhel ka chairman and md ak puri gets 13 lakhs 13 or 30 13 13 13 lakh ha 13 lakh 13 lakh okay okay uh, reliance energy ka vice chairman satish seth uh, right. reliance energy a company that does not even have a product as yet or a service as yet gets paid 1.19 crore a year and as opposed to mr shankara lingam the chairman and md of ntpc which is nuclear thermal power company something national thermal power corporation okay yeah so that's the one i'm talking about they are the largest electricity producers in india the chairman and md gets paid 9 lakhs oh i mean there are a few iim graduates which get paid a crore of rupees in their first year so uh... <laughs> tell me about it but then you know all these public sector units ka md chairmen and all those things they have everything right they have everything at their behest yes all the perks etc mr gurcharan das when he was here for a podcast even he had said that if the government or if the six pay commission can do away with all those perks and add all of that to the gross income then it would be far better so that it's all of it is measurable and they can be a little accountable and Have incentives instead of perks. But you know what? The, even with all those perks added, nine lakhs still is not a lot, yeah. No, no, nine lakhs plus perks. I'm sure. Yeah, nine lakhs per plus perks. But you know what? The perks are not going to be worth uh, more than a lakh of rupees. I think. Gadi bhada kitna lagta hai, yeah? Gadi bhada, Bangla kitna? What? What? What are we talking about? Not a lot. Right. Yeah? But so I think I mean, they are justified somewhere in asking for a pay hike. The average. 
salary that is an employee in the public sector unit earns is somewhere around 40 to 50000 this right. is ongc executives okay all right these salaries are what the entry level guys at private sectors get right 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 so that is also something that they should probably take a look at and another interesting thing that he's done is that he has pared down uh, 13 public holidays so in other words uh, you will not have the liberty to celebrate all your jayantis of all the religions that uh, come every year so Shivaji Jayanti, Buddha Jayanti, all of that. That's a yep. good idea. We just have too many of those, yeah. Yes, he says we shall only celebrate uh, Republic Day and a couple of national uh, national holidays. That's it. Ah, uh, no wonder he's not he's not popular right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and he he has done a lot for the women also, right? In this particular uh, report. Yep, uh, he says that uh, women can have a maternity leave up to one eighty days. and of course uh, they have flexi hours so you uh, if a woman uh, who is uh, uh, pregnant need not come to office at 9 o'clock in the morning oh is that only pregnant women or any woman pregnant women they can come in at 10 o'clock and leave later or come in early and leave earlier yes. something like that right which yeah, is a smart thing to do i think yep it is it is but i'm i'm very a little uh, sad that uh, he has no, done nothing for the paternity leave oh yes isn't that a growing trend these days it is it is you know in fact there are in fact on the economist i uh, going through some a journalist profile there it read that i am on paternity leave so please contact my assistant so and so what if his assistant is his wife so she would no no come on she would be on a maternity leave so she she wouldn't be leaving her number ah <laughs> uh, just trying to confuse you by the way people in the uk are going crazy because uh, they want cigarette displays to be banned they are asking convenience store owners to not display cigarettes at the cash counter basically they want to do this so that they can discourage children from taking up smoking yeah i am not really convinced with their argument i think they have they're getting a little close to the uh, consumer i mean it's a it's a right a fundamental right for anyone who's over 18 to smoke initially they started banning smoking in public places now they are asking the retailers not to stock cigarettes which i think uh, comes in the way of uh, business or capitalism yeah which so is I'm a not- bit too much right yeah I mean I can understand you know banning uh, smoking in public areas because second hand smoke and blah 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 and all those things but right. come on man if the guy wants to just buy cigarettes you not that's not going to deter him from smoking I mean okay there are places in uh, Sydney California Wales where uh, public smoking is banned so there are places there are smoking zones where you can go and uh, well smoke away yeah, so I think that's a better option than asking retailers not to stock at all then even in india in apna in cinemax they have uh, smoking areas and all those things right which is off in a balcony somewhere oh yes yeah so i well let's There's see whatever a- happens with that uh, in other weird stories coming out from uk damn we have a lot of weird stories coming out of uk today apparently people are dashing into lamp posts a lot because they are texting while walking <laughs> so much <laughs> and you know what they have done they have like padded up lamp posts now because you know this is just happening too often now is what they are seeing 6.5 million people in the country have dashed against trash pans or i mean trash bins or lamp posts and, and it's in, it's very the the number of messages that the britishers send out every week is 1 billion whoa and that's in other words 4000 messages per second so Uh, at least 10 messages per person per day jyada hai 
and plus you add in the blackberries and you know people selecting songs on iPods or now watching videos with iPhones and probably the video iPods and all those things it is sort of getting uh, interesting out there i i also read a story where they are saying that people who own iPods have uh-huh. are more likely to get mugged mugged yeah uh, because because they see the white earphones and they think that you can afford that that's why you might have money in your pocket that's why they they are more likely to get mugged and talking about ipods uh, there was one senator uh, in brooklyn who introduced a bill called ipod oblivion so it's like uh, people who listen to their ipods while crossing the street have no clue about the signals and the honking horns so they are more likely to be run over so uh, he he passed a bill hoping that uh, it is signed by the president you could be jailed or you could be fined if you are listening to a song while crossing a road and in fact he put that bill in after two people got killed in a similar way from his constituency you know so he wasn't just making things up people were actually dying but even in india you know at zebra crossing if you see people are talking on their cell phones and they just put their hand out and expect that the vehicle which is coming uh, in it's in their direction stops oh my god that is just so annoying to me when i'm driving i just hate those people who just stop i mean are you superman or what are you trying to do you know but since you have brought us back to india a very amusing story the government railway police now have founded a new revenue stream for themselves what they are doing is basically they are checking passengers who are taking long distance trains under security pretense uh, they, they ask you to show them watch on your cell phone and uh-huh. if there is phones on your cell phone you know they ask for money or they threaten you with being jailed and all those things oh <laughs> so this story was actually uncovered by you know mumbai mirror are uh, the mumbai tabloid and uh, they are saying that people are actually paying you know and anywhere between 1000 to 5000 rupees uh, to cops the the story also says that by the way it's not illegal to carry phone on your cell phone okay it's just illegal to sell it distribute it or uh, exhibit it basically if you are carrying it and you know showing it to everyone then right. you can get jailed but carrying phone on your cell phones is not illegal oh no but come on if there are uh, five people who have it and they transfer it to me for example on a bluetooth then uh, i'm part of that nexus which then that is distribution <laughs> no then that is yeah. distribution yeah right yeah then then yeah. that is illegal it says sale distribution or exhibition is illegal but right. just possessing it is not illegal and and if you don't have money then they take you to an atm and ask you to withdraw money <laughs> actually so you know they are very proactive about getting the money <laughs> is something that i just wanted to put out there it's funny i, I also will back for a few of the cops out there not all of them are uh, well corrupt or take bribes because just yesterday i was asked to uh, i mean one of the cops at prabhadevi in dadar he confiscated my license and uh-huh. before i say anything he took out his pouti that chalan uh-huh. that receipt gave it to me and it started speaking to me in english that go to mahim junction from here tomorrow same time take it back bye bye that's all that was the conversation <laughs> sweet and you know bus he had more pouties to take care of probably i don't know okay well that's about it for this particular episode episode number 69 a number that people usually like <laughs> for yeah but it's been a it's been a bad number for indicast oh, and yeah. we hope to come back to you as soon as possible with episode number 70 until then go to www.theindicast.com 
and uh, comment on whatever we have said whatever things that we have been talking and if uh, you are working in the public sector units go get your 100% uh, pay hike i say yes enjoy and uh, those of you in the us you can get to our podcast without the internet as well simply dial 2124045646 i may have given you the wrong number just go to the website and get the number from there Okay. <laughs> okay, that's about it. Uh, we are at www.theindicast.com. And by the way, we have released a lot of technology videos. I think two technology videos. Go check them out. We are doing video stuff also. Yes. You do you want to plug anything in? Oh yeah, we've got a couple of uh, folks from the Economist uh, coming for interviews with us. So go check that out as well. The innovation editor of the Economist, the executive editor. We haven't put those on the feed yet. Go check them out on the website and let us know what you feel about them. That's about it. Uh, bye bye.